Welcome back to another episode of the Cosmic Ricky podcast, a show where we explore different aspects of spirituality from a perspective of curiosity, empathy, and respect. It's me again, Louise. I hope everybody's been really well, and thanks so much for the love and support on that very first episode. I got some really lovely and helpful feedback and comments, uh, so thank you, everyone. And it's actually based on something one of my friends said. Um, that I decided to discuss this week's topic. This week's episode is all about finding your personal spiritual philosophy. This is hopefully going to be a very helpful episode for anybody just starting off in their spiritual journey, but it can also be helpful to those who are already far into theirs. For some background information on the topic of the week, um, I just wanted to explain to everyone based on (laughs) you know, just the textbook definition, what a personal philosophy is, and then we can kind of go on from there. So personal philosophy is a set of guiding principles that we live by. It influences everything from the words you say to the steps you take, to the items that you, you know, might buy, things that you might support, etc. And it's really easy to then expand this into the spiritual aspect of things. So you could really say that A personal spiritual philosophy is a set of guiding principles that you live by or that you apply when you are practicing your spiritual practices or when discussing spirituality. I think that's a fair general description of a personal spiritual philosophy. So to start off this episode, I actually wanted to share a little background story for you guys. It kind of just sets the scene and helps us understand why this is actually a really good topic to discuss. Ever since I started letting people know, um, you know, just casually, honestly, that I liked astrology. So this goes back, you know, to like secondary school days, maybe like 14, 15 years old. I often got asked to what extent I believed in astrology. You know, what my thoughts were on astrology as a belief system. How seriously do you take this? And the interesting thing to me was always that this was asked immediately. It was like straight immediately. You said you like astrology. Oh, you know. To what extent? You know, how serious are you about this? So, you know, you can imagine some more recent times where, especially over the past few months, I've really been getting into my tarot reading and more and more into astrology. And especially with the podcast being launched, I just get asked this question quite often by a lot of different people. And another important thing to mention is that this is from everyone. This is from all sides. This isn't just strangers asking me this. This is friends, family, you know, acquaintances. Everybody kind of seems to ask this question almost immediately. Another interesting thing to note as well is that it tends to be a question asked by people who are quite skeptical already. So when I've spoken to my friends who are maybe a bit more aware or who actually practice these things themselves, um, it's not really a question that comes up as quickly as it does with people who are very skeptical or just don't get it at all. And that doesn't mean to say that these people, um, you know, are wrong in any way or that there's anything wrong with them inherently. Honestly, it's a fine question to ask, but it's just how it's asked. And that is really what I'm trying to get at here. People can be quite pushy um, when it comes to asking this question, almost like it's the most important question that needs to be answered right now. Like we can't talk about anything else until you first tell me 
how seriously you take this. And it's just interesting because in my opinion and my experience, honestly, when I've entered in conversations like this with people who have a very rigid mindset, um, again, nothing wrong with that. But when it comes to spirituality, um, it is quite um, a divisive topic. But yeah, when people already enter in this conversation, having a very specific opinion about spirituality in their head, honestly, whatever I say, the outcome is the same. And what I mean by that is that I've actually tried different ways of explaining myself or, you know, because in this whole situation, in this whole experience, in this journey, as I will talk about a bit more later as well, you can kind of shift perspective quite a lot as is human nature. Uh, you might find that your opinion on something changes over time. And especially when you're first trying to figure stuff out, it can change quite frequently or you might come to certain conclusions um, very quickly one after another. So I've explained my stance differently to different people. And when they're already quite skeptical or have maybe a more negative opinion about all of this in their head, the outcome is the same. And that's what I mean. And the outcome is that I get given a very dismissive reply. And I find that so interesting. So especially when somebody starts a conversation with you, it goes, you know, person A says, oh, what do you think about this? Because I can see you have, uh, you talk about this or you have an Instagram page dedicated to this. To which, you know, person B replies, oh, and then explains, you know, oh, I just really like this or blah, 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 whatever the explanation is. Person A, oh, okay, well, so how seriously do you take this? Do you seriously believe in this? Person B then gives a very nice thought out reply or ignores them. That's also fine. Um, but like, you know, we'll reply and explain. To which person A will just say whatever it was that they had in the head. And it's really frustrating. And I'm sure a lot of people have experienced this when it comes to, you know, just telling people how you feel about this kind of thing when it comes to spirituality. You know, it's just a bit annoying because you're being asked this question as if somebody is genuinely curious and might be a bit open minded, where at the end of the day, all they want to say is just be dismissive or say that what you think, it's not right you're wrong. It's all fake. It's all make-believe. How could you seriously believe this? You know, astrology is a pseudoscience and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, to a certain extent, they will have correct points, but it just feels like, what's the point? What's the point in being able to explain your stance? Why is it important to be able to articulate to other people or to yourself exactly how you feel about this? And why, why is it so important to people? And why is it so hard to do? And what can we even do with that once we know exactly what we what we feel and we can put it into sort of plain language and explain exactly what our own philosophy is on the spiritual practices that we participate in? So why can this be helpful? Why is having an articulated, very clear sort of almost one sentence or few sentence description of your spiritual philosophy helpful? Why can it be important to have this? Well, first of all, as my story kind of indicated, it can be helpful to help other people understand your perspective. Although as my story and examples kind of demonstrated, if they already have a very closed-minded, maybe skeptical, maybe, you know, just their own opinion that is very opposite to yours, if they already have that in mind, they might not be receptive. So 
you know, it's not really good enough of a reason to really have an articulated, very clear, set out philosophy. So in my opinion, it's more helpful for yourself. It can really help you see what your intentions are by practicing the practices that you do. Um, It can really help you see what might be beneficial in terms of what to reflect on, what to work on, which practices you can focus on to achieve your certain goals. But it's really about you. It's really centered about you and what you want to achieve and can help you understand why you're doing what you're doing. And important to note here is that this can change. It's almost helpful if it changes. You know, we're human beings. It's normal that our opinions change over time. We mature, we go through things, we experience different things. And especially, at least in my experience, the first few months to probably years, honestly, of, you know, working on spiritual aspects of your life and implementing these practices, you can really swing um, from one side to the other or like your opinions and perspective can change quite a lot because you're going through quite a few breakthroughs or, you know, you're just experiencing quite intense things quite quickly, one after another, at least in the beginning phases. So yeah, it's completely normal that it will take you some time to see what really fits you, what suits you. And through, you know, adjusting your practice or your intention, you might come to different realizations, which will then again evolve your perspective. So your philosophy can change and that's completely fine. I think that's just a really important thing to note before we get into some uh, further examples. Okay, so at this point, you might be thinking, right, Louise, I get why it would be useful to have a spiritual philosophy of your own. But can you give me some examples, you know? I'm not entirely sure what to think of when the word spiritual philosophy comes to mind. And to that end, I actually have categorized three different main types of philosophy. So you kind of get an idea of what's out there. But again, it is very general. So it can be a combination of any three. You know, your own spiritual philosophy is whatever you make it. These are just sort of three of the more common mindsets and sort of spiritual philosophies I've come across. So starting off with a really big group of people and these are the people whose spiritual philosophies are tied to religion. So there are quite a lot of people who for example um, are Christian and who use tarot and oracle cards that are sort of more geared towards the biblical language or for example oracle cards with angels on and stuff like that and they can use these to maybe digest bible passages or reflect on core values of their religion deepen their existing religious practices i mean also you know wicca and witches um will use tarot quite often at least from what i've seen again This is very generalized, guys, so just be aware that this is coming from my perspective as somebody who lives in Western Europe. um, I'm very well aware that there are a huge amount of spiritual practices that stem from Eastern religions. Um, Think about like Hinduism and a lot of the sort of like yogic practices. And like there is so much more to this, but this is just an example of how you know, your spiritual philosophy is used in a way that can help you digest and work on and deepen your ties to whatever religion that you feel connected to. Another category is a sort of more general spirituality-oriented 
philosophies. <laughs> so when I think about this category, I kind of consider it like the new age spirituality group. I know it's not like the most popular terminology to use. And I, again, will love to talk about this in a different podcast episode. But, you know, in sort of more general spirituality terms, um, you might not believe in like a god. You might sort of believe more in like a general life force or the universe or something else in that regard. In this specific example, um, you know, people can use their inherent gifts. So like people who may be very talented at astrology or who are psychic or clairvoyant, you know, you can use practices for spirituality. Again, I love using tarot as an example because it is just so widely applicable. Um, but you can use your practices to help other people. So I think of light workers. I'm thinking about tarot readers who read for other people. I'm thinking about astrologers. Basically, you know, people working um, on benefiting other people and sharing their gift, but also, you know, working on themselves um, through the sort of mindset of like this general spirituality, the universe and life force and um, spirit, whatever you want to call it, but just not tied to any classic religion. And then we come to a third group, um, which I just made up a word for this, but I'd like to think of them as the self-spiritualists. So these are people that maybe don't really think that there's an external or internal force that's really affecting them. So what separates them from the other two groups is that it's very much sort of focused on the self. Um, there's no, you know, God involved, there's no sort of universal life force, there's no spirit guides, for example, there's no real belief in past lives, maybe. Or again, it's very flexible, but just in general, it's not really tied to anything bigger picture. It's purely using um, different practices for self reflection and self improvement. So, for example, um, whereas somebody who is in the more general spiritual category might think that, you know, like spirit guides are guiding their hand when they're picking tarot cards. Um, a more self-spiritualist person might believe that, okay, it's just themselves doing that. And it's their intuition that, you know, they inherently have that is picking the tarot cards and they themselves are interpreting the meaning based on, you know, the traditional meaning of the card on the one hand, but also linking this to their own situation and their own understanding. So those are just three really, really general and very broad um, categories, like sort of examples of where you might fall in when it comes to your philosophy. Again, like the lines are very blurred. You might fall into multiple categories. You might think that there's more than this. Um, I'd love to hear you guys' opinions on this as well. Um, but these are just sort of the three main ones that I could think of. Um, but again, like you could fall into multiple categories or have a different category of your own. This is purely for illustration purposes. Um, and yeah, it's also completely dependent on where you're from, I think, and your background. So if you don't really recognize yourself in any of this, don't worry about that. We've covered some examples. We've covered why it could be useful. But maybe now you really want to put it into practice. So maybe you're like, OK, I want to figure this out for myself. And I've got a few suggestions for you. First of all, if you're really, really new to this and you're like, OK, I am just starting. I want to have a really clear sort of see as like almost an intention uh, to build upon. And you want to have a really good idea about your philosophy from the get go. It can be a bit tricky, I think, except for specific cases where you have a very 
real specific goal or intention in mind when it comes to why you would practice spiritual practices, um, I think it can be quite tricky to have it immediately. You know, especially if you haven't been practicing anything consciously before, if you haven't been reading up or following anybody online, you know nothing, uh, it, it would be very difficult, I think, to have your philosophy set in stone immediately. That's why I think it's important, as I mentioned earlier, to kind of embrace the fact that this can change and form over time. Don't be too pressed about having all the answers straight away. And I think this is also a really important thing to mention. A lot of us seem to be afraid or hesitant to seem half-hearted or unsure when it comes to something like this. Spirituality is something that is quite divisive. Um, People are quite opinionated. And, you know, when explaining to someone what your philosophy is, or maybe even just for yourself, if you're not 100% sure, maybe you're afraid that it comes across as insincere. And it's totally fine not to know. Like, it's totally fine not to have all the answers immediately. You know, there are so many uncertain things in life. How can we be certain about everything and expect you know, to have an opinion or a philosophy set in stone when, you know, the whole point is that it evolves with us. So don't worry too much about that. So what I really recommend is that you let things marinate. Um, see what you are drawn to in terms of practices, in terms of sort of people that you listen to, um, the books that you read, everything like that. Listen to other people, you know, read blogs, listen to podcasts, give it time, be okay with being in the gray zone, be okay with just trying different things out. Explore the options that speak to you. Like whatever you're drawn to, there's a reason why you're drawn to it and just go for it. If you have even the slightest interest in astrology and you're thinking, okay, I really want to work on self-improvement, maybe astrology is a good way to go because you've always been interested, for example. So just give it time. Encourage and embrace the gray area. You know, we're ever-changing and it's supernatural that your practices evolve with you. In future episodes as well, like I will go over some examples of, you know, for example, deepening your tarot practice or how to explore different things or how to really figure out what you're drawn to. So don't worry about that. There'll be more content coming if you're really lost at this point. And I don't blame you if you are. It's a vast universe of things. Um, And there's so much to explore when it comes to spirituality. But it's also super exciting. So to finish off this episode, I wanted to tell you guys a bit about how I came to my philosophy, you know, how I sort of landed and ended up where I am with my thinking. So as I mentioned in previous episodes, um, I really started off being really drawn to astrology and I consumed so much of that content. Like I bought books, I listened to podcasts, I follow a lot of accounts, um, But through tarot, really, my perspective expanded. And I think that because I was interested in tarot, but a bit afraid of it, um, I sort of was put off by it a bit. And it's completely normal if you also feel that way. Um, I just took it really slow. Uh, (laughs) I bought a deck um, and let it sort of sit on my shelf for a while. Um, I just gave it a go and didn't put any expectations on myself. I just thought, you know, let's see if I enjoy this. And honestly, over time, I, you know, came to my own conclusions about what works for me and what speaks to me. And um, it did evolve. It did change. I definitely wasn't sure where I'd end up in terms of my perspective and my opinion on this. Um, But I feel really comfortable in the space that I am in. 
And yeah, it for sure, looking at different um, types of practices and also consuming quite a lot of different content and listening to a lot of people explain why they think the way that they think really helped me. So that's, for example, something that you could look into um, looking for posts or podcasts where people sort of articulate their thoughts. Um, that can be quite helpful. And also, I'm really comfortable now with being in a sort of a gray zone. Um, you know, as I said earlier, it's possible that you might feel like I used to feel where you don't want to come across as half-hearted. You want to be sort of really sure of what you believe in. But honestly, life isn't like that. Um, for some things, yes. But for a lot of things, just things come into existence over time. And that's just definitely what happened for me. And I'm sure that, you know, if you spoke to me in a few years time, I'd have another nuanced or maybe different perspective. And I'm totally fine with that. You might be wondering um, why I'm not explicitly saying what my own opinion about all of this is and what what is your philosophy, Louise? But honestly, it's such a personal and private thing. I would encourage you to sort of really focus on the benefit of exploring this for yourself. Um, because talking about other people, you know, I said countless times on the very first two episodes of this podcast already that spirituality is so divisive. Um you know, I might share my opinion and people might become a bit hostile or, you know, you might have a completely different opinion. And, you know, the idea behind Cosmic Ricky is first and foremost that this is an open and safe space and learning environment as well for everyone. And second of all, the idea is that because this is like a beginner's perspective, um, that we're coming from an almost impartial view when we're discussing things. Um, because the idea is to just give you as much information as possible so that you guys can form your own opinions about things. Obviously, I'll share my opinion <laughs> whenever it isn't going to affect the facts, basically. I don't want to be biased in the information I give you guys. I want to give you guys a really good overview of the options that you have and the perspectives that are out there without inserting my own opinion. So maybe you know, based on what I've said, or if you know me personally, you have an idea of where I would stand, maybe based on the categories that I gave earlier. But at the end of the day, it's not important. This is about you and you thinking about your own philosophy. My philosophy might be helpful, but it is not gonna really affect yours in any way. <laughs> it might be inspiring, and it might give you an insight into how you can think about it. But that's maybe just something for a different day. So I really hope it's just encouraging you to, you know, go within and focus on yourself and not think too much about what other people are going to think. Because honestly, from my experience, no matter how you word it, if you are almost dismissive of your own interests or if you go kind of hardcore into it, if they're skeptical, the result's going to be the same. So don't worry too much about that. I hope this was an insightful and somewhat helpful episode when it comes to developing or understanding your existing spiritual philosophy. It was a really fun topic for me as well. You know, as I said, it actually came to mind um, through talking to one of my good friends about the podcast. So I'm really grateful. She knows who she is. Uh, she's, <laughs> I'm very grateful uh, that she brought this up as something really interesting to discuss. And I really think it can help you frame your you know, your practices and your intentions in a way that is personal and can really provide clarity to you. And remember, guys, we're all changing constantly and that's okay, okay? Embrace the gray zone for once. I know it's hard. I know it's hard to maybe 
think and and embrace the fact that what you feel so strongly about now you might feel quite differently about in the future but it's it's totally fine as always please let me know what you thought of this episode you can message me on instagram at cosmic rookie or on twitter at cosmic underscore rookie i'd love to hear what you guys' opinions and thoughts are on all of this maybe you got some insights maybe you want to share a pile of wisdom or anything like that please please don't hesitate to just reach out and let me know Let's remember to always be curious, empathetic, and respectful whenever we can. And I hope to catch you next week. Bye.